Hello, everyone, and welcome to Parks and Rec episode number 10. I'm Chris. I'm Yanni. And thanks for joining us again with our continuing and rapidly approaching the end coverage of this year, <sighs> Halloween Horror Nights 31, 2022. We've got 10 days left. Nine. Nine days left, but yeah. It's been a good run, but we're not done yet. We've already talked about the houses, we've already talked about the food, we've talked about the scare zones, but yesterday we actually had a chance to do a couple other experiences that they offer for my birthday. Hey. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to me. I'm the same age as Epcot. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, but what did, we, what did we do yesterday? We started the day at 10 in the morning. The crack of 10. <laughs> the crack of 10. With the unmasking the terror. Horror? Horror. 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 Not terror. Horror. Yeah. Horror. Unmasking the horror. Tour, yes. <laughs> uh, we did the three house tour. Uh, there are two options. There is the three house and then there are the six house. Would you like to tell them what the options were? Yeah. The three house tour is seventy nine ninety nine a person. Um the fact that this does not actually require you to have Halloween Horror Nights admission or even admission to the theme parks. This is a completely separate ticketed event. Um, you go into the old Blue Man Group Theater, a.k.a. the old Nickelodeon Studios building, um, and your tour goes from there through like the backstage areas of Universal Studios. So there's the three houses for $79.99. The three-house tour includes Halloween, Spirits of the Coven, and Fiesta de Chupacabras. And then they also offer a six-house version for $129. Same deal. Um, don't need theme park admission or Halloween Horror Nights admission. This is a separate ticket event during the day, so not actually during the night when they have Horror Nights going on. But this one includes Universal Monsters, Legends Collide, Horrors of Blumhouse, Freaky in the Black Phone, Bugs Eaten Alive, Descendants of Destruction, Dead Man's Pier, Winter's Wake, and Hellblock Horror. Yeah. So we did the three house one. We did the three house one. Uh, it was, it said that it was going to be a two and a half hour tour. Um, ben just ran into <laughs> the shelf. The spooky shelf is turned on. <laughs> um, but yeah, and it was two and a half hours. Almost exactly. Like, we started at 10, and we didn't get out of there until, like, almost 1. Yeah, it was about 1 o'clock when we were done. Um, yeah, uh, we started off with one of the marquee houses of this year, uh, IP Halloween. Halloween! Um, which, if you haven't done any of these before, or you're not familiar, they literally take you room by room through all of the houses with the lights on again this is during the day but you are the only people going through these houses with a tour guide who is telling you about like the history of the house like the franchise uh the thought the effort the details that go into it and during a i will say a lot of the rooms you are actually allowed to take pictures no videos though no videos but you can take a lot of pictures um and really see a lot of the detail that they put into all of these houses that you're not normally seeing at night when you go through because the lights are off you're kind of being it sounds bad to say forced through but you know they want you to go through at a pretty quick pace that way they can keep working through the lines and try to get everybody through before they close for the night um but yeah thoughts on halloween uh halloween was like the my number eight i believe eight seven it was in my later half um i've done a halloween house before and the 
uh, it was basically confirmed that it was pretty much the same house. They did a couple of things differently. Um, but if you've done a Halloween house in the past of Horror, in Horror Nights, you pretty much have done this one too. Um, but even though I'm not the biggest fan of this house, it was still amazing. <laughs> um, seeing the room with... Spoilers. With all the Michael Myers during the day where you can just see... You're in the room with Michael Myers, like five of them just staring at you with their knives up. It was very scary. I'm kind of sad that you couldn't take pictures in that room because that would have been an epic picture. Um, but yeah, I think that was one of the highlights of the tour, just being in that room and you being the only people in that room and just kind of seeing it all there. Yeah, it's... It's deceptively small in there, but it still seems a lot bigger than it feels when you're actually walking through with the lights off. Um, fun fact, there's like six Michael Myers in there, so if you ever walk through the house <laughs> and you see more than that, chances are pretty good. Some of those are actually live characters that will be jumping out at you. Uh, after that, we then went into the Spirits of the Coven house, which is one of the ones that we are most looking forward to, and also it's still rated pretty high on my list for being one that wasn't what we wanted it to be. Um, just due to the theming and story alone. And going through this house with the lights on, there is so much detail. It is such a gorgeous house that I feel like my thoughts on the house were correct. Like, it's it's a marvel to look at, and actually getting to take in all of that detail at a slower pace with the lights on was fantastic. There are so many rooms in that house that you can't see with the lights off that it's just like they basically only put it in there for tours like this because there's no way you'll be able to see all the, all the rooms. Yeah, I think I took more pictures in Spirits of the Coven than I did in the other two houses um, just because there's so much stuff to see and like so many cool paintings and the details of like the fingers sticking out of the glasses that, you know, uh, people are drinking from at the bar. Like, the little pumpkins that they have in the glasses, like the Halloween decorations that they have hanging up. It's uh, an awesome house, and they did confirm that they did hear and listen to feedback that people were kind of lost for the story, so they did record additional dialogue lines to try to clarify what was going on and add more depth into the house, which I applaud. And our tour guide, Tara, did mention that, like, repeatedly throughout all the houses, just saying, like, yeah, like, they're constantly changing and updating things as the event goes on just to make it better, make it stronger, make it clearer. Uh, this one, uh, specifically, the giant roulette wheel that had to be big enough to hold a severed head. And with the dice being in number 31, mm -hmm. because of course it had to be. Uh, it was just so cool. Like <laughs> It's just all the detail in that house. Um, the book. Made out of yeah. skin. Yeah, with the, I took a picture of that. A lot of the pictures that I did take, I'm going to put up over on our Instagram. So make sure you're following us over there if you want to see some of this behind-the-scenes stuff. Just over Instagram, Parked and Wrecked, um, to see some of these details that you're not normally going to see. Especially, like I said up at the front of the show, the event's starting to wind down now. And this is the part where I start to get sad and nostalgic for something that's still going on because it's like, oh, there's only nine days left. That means we'll probably get to go maybe another like three or four times. Mm -hmm. And then it's going to be, you know, eight long months of waiting for those uh, announcements to start trickling out for 2023. Um, Although 
there is someone out there that knows 50 possibilities because they start over in September. So I have 50 original ideas, 25 possible scare zones to leave room for IPs. Mm-hmm. So someone out there knows something. Yeah, which, you know, confirming what we kind of always suspected that as soon as the event starts, they're already thinking about the next years and just the sheer amount of work that they have to put into it. Uh, it's not a shock that it requires that much thought. Uh, also, a fun fact that we learned is the two tents that they have at the far end of the park, which this year hold uh, Descendants of Destruction and Bugs Eaten Alive, are usually the first two tents that they have completed um, when it comes to doing the Halloween Horror Night stuff. But Those are up that, in February. Those are up in February. So <clears throat> pretty much from February on is just about the other eight houses that they're working on. And another fun fact, this year... Uh, the Blumhouse was actually like the last one completed mm-hmm. due to the fact that they knew what they were doing for Freaky, but at the time of them starting construction planning and everything, the black phone hadn't actually come out yet. So there was like one person that knew what was going to happen in the black phone and had the details so they could actually start working on the house. Um, so even the people building the houses hadn't seen the movie yet. Which is insane. <laughs> uh, and then our third and final house that we went through was Fiesta de Chupacabras. Uh, one of my least favorite of the, uh, um, this year, and it was still a delight to go through with the lights on. Yeah, I, this is a house that I kind of took the least amount of pictures in, because I think as you're going through it, this is probably the best lit of the three houses, mm-hmm. um, because they do want you to see a lot of that detail, because you are going through a lot more open areas, so it should seem bigger, brighter, um, Fun. We got to see all of the chupacabras stationary, a little bit better lit. Uh, we learned that they all have different names. Party with Princess Coco. Princess Coco, uh, Rocco, uh, Skittles, Dante. Skittles is the last one. Yeah. Uh, what's the last one? Oh no. No, Skittles was the last one. Skittles is the last one. Because you're at the one. end of the rainbow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rocco was the second last one. Dante was the one we took pictures with. We have a picture with the Chupacabra. Um, Princess Coco is the first Princess one. Princess Coco is the first one. And yeah, I can't remember oh, no. the middle one. It's, oh. okay. it's the middle child. It's always forgotten. <laughs> it's, it happens. Uh, I did like going through this house, though. Um, same as the other ones, getting to see a lot of that detail. Spending time in the butcher shop, just looking at all the bodies hanging up there. Uh, fun fact that nothing ever really dies when it comes to Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, tour guide told us that even if one of the bodies or the mannequin breaks, it's fine because they can just use those pieces and parts for another house next year. They're very, very green. <laughs> uh, the only new pigs this year were in the spirits uh, of the coven house. So all the pigs that were over in Fiesta Chupacabras have been used in other houses. And I think this was a great value. Um, Again, thank you for taking me for my birthday. You're welcome. But getting to go through these houses and even just when we got to the Blue Man Group Theater to check in and then sit down with our tour group, which had, I think it was like 12 people in it. So it's not a lot of people because you are going through with a somewhat smaller group because you have to have everybody kind of standing together in some of these rooms at the same time while your tour guides going over the details and the history of everything. They don't balloon that group up. But just the excitement that I had sitting at the table 
mm-hmm. like talking to the people that we were going to be going through the house with about where they were from, how long they've been going, seeing some of the props and costumes that they had in the like the waiting room Cindy. from last year. Yeah, they had Cindy Kane's costume, um, aka the caretaker's adopted daughter. They had the lounge singer costume from uh, Legendary Tooth. <laughs> Legendary Tooth. <Two. laughs> I was thinking Tooth Fairy too. I don't know why. Legendary. Not even drunk yet. <laughs> um, uh, as well as uh, Mr. Meats. Meats, Meats. Costume. Uh, just really getting you excited. And then the fact that I got to be in the old Nickelodeon studios and they take you through some of the, the back hallways that are still painted like they were back then. They still have the old... Nickelodeon font on the studio doors. Uh, just a really exciting, fun experience. And I think next year, I definitely want to go back and do this again and do both tours, like space them out, do the six house, do the three or four house. Um, this year, they do not have the weekend house as one that you can go through. So I don't know if in future years they will have more houses that you're able to attend or maybe less. You know, stay tuned for next year. We'll talk to you in another 50, uh, 51 episodes about that experience. Uh, but when, literally when we were sitting there getting ready, I was so excited. I was looking up to see if there were any tickets available for the six house tours for the rest of the year. And unfortunately, there were not because definitely something that I want to partake of and do again. Um, what's one of your fun facts that you, you learned that? Um, so... There are, in the sound stages, most of the time, there are at least two houses per sound stage. Um, Chupacabras and Dead Man's Pier actually share a sound stage. And the only thing blocking out the sound of a storm are fireworks in a loud fiesta van. Yeah. And it is just one soundproof curtain between the two of them. And you can't hear the others from one side to the other. And that is insane to me because they are so different yeah and i think one of the things that i learned is every year the creative team that does halloween horror nights hides something in each one of the houses and it's always themed together so last year they had butterflies hiding in each one of the houses kind of it's like a fun easter egg to look for and this year they have little halloween spiders so in each house there is a small spider that has a little jack-o'-lantern painted on its back uh, that's there for people to keep an eye out for, which I, is something that when we go through those uh, the rest of those houses for the rest of the event, I'm going to be looking for the spiders that I don't know. Descendants well, is impossible. Descendants is impossible. I found the one in Bugs yesterday. Uh, it is not in the spider room. It's actually in the ant room. Yeah. Don't ask me why. <laughs> I mean, yeah, keep them on their toes. But the other thing that we did last night was actually... Uh, partaking in the Halloween Horror Nights Scare Actor Dining Buffet. It has its own theme song, great. For this, it's fifty four ninety nine a person, and it is a buffet-style meal. So it's all, all you can eat, all you care to enjoy, however you want to say it. But while you're eating, they also have scare actors kind of winding their way through the dining room. Uh, that will come to your table, interact with you, take pictures. And then there's also two photo opportunities. Uh, This year you can have your picture taken with Michael Myers as well as the mummy from Legends Collide, which I do have to remember to go onto the Universal website to access those pictures because they are available today. Um, And they're included. Yeah, those are actually included uh, in that price. And I think just on its 
face, $54 for a buffet is actually a pretty good price. Uh, I do have the menu here pulled up. So they do have three salads available. There is a bowtie pasta salad, a Caesar salad, and then an autumn salad. I had the bowtie pasta salad. You didn't have either one. I didn't have any salads. I'm here for the meats and the pizza. Uh, I will say the the pasta salad was pretty good. It had sun-dried tomatoes in it, which I don't normally enjoy, but it gave me a little bit of acid reflux last night. (laughs) Sun-dried tomatoes, just very acidic, but it was still good. Um, Decent version of a pasta salad. Then for appetizers, they had a Mediterranean platter where they had uh, hummus and pita. There was some like carrots and celery sticks and then olives with that. Um, we both had that. It was fine. It was fine, yeah. Vegetables taste good. You know. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Uh, for entrees, they had carved strip sirloin, um, which you could get with gravy. They also had a cauliflower uh, dish that had like vegetarian sausage. We didn't try that. No. Um, and then uh, pizza, they had just plain cheese, and then they had a mushroom truffle pizza. I got the cheese pizza. I actually got the mushroom and truffle pizza. It was it was fine. Uh, I think I equated it to, like, school cafeteria pizza. Yeah. It does what it's supposed to do. It was cheese, sauce, and bread. Nothing wrong with that. How was the mushroom pizza, though? The mushroom pizza was good. Um, a bit cold, but nothing, nothing to, like, write home about, nothing to scuff at. It was, it was just there, you know? Then uh, they also had uh, macaroni and cheese, and then Nashville hot chicken, which, like, the Nashville hot chicken was almost like nuggets because it was meant to go with the mac and cheese, but mm. I think since this is a buffet, that's probably going to be catering to, you know, maybe somewhat picky eaters. They kept the cheese and chicken separate, mm-hmm. so if you just wanted the mac and cheese, you could do that. Um, I did eat them together. The mac and cheese was fine. The Hot chicken, though, actually had a little bit of a kick to it, which I enjoyed. Yeah, no. <laughs> it definitely was spicier than I was expecting. Um, it actually reminded me a lot of the booth that's right outside, mm-hmm. the mac and cheese booth. Um, pretty much the same mac. I think the mac and cheese here was a little bit saucier. It had more cheese to it. Because mm-hmm. I remember the one outside being a little bit more like dry. Mm-hmm. Also, something that we didn't have, which I'm surprised you didn't get it. They had a black linguine with shrimp. With shrimp, yeah. Uh, I, I, at that point, we had to eat in the burger over in Jurassic Park, so I wasn't, like, super-duper hungry. Um, and, honestly, shrimp and buffets kind of freaks me out, so... Uh, I could understand if you're going to, like, just, like, a small buffet... Unlike a, a street somewhere, mm. but I think Universal or Disney, like you could probably trust that trip yeah. a little bit more. Uh, something that we did get though was the meatball slider, which was like a half meatball on garlic bread with marinara and like mozzarella cheese. Really good. Yeah. I, I actually, if we hadn't eaten everything else and hadn't eaten lunch at Jurassic Park, I probably would have gone back for seconds on that. Mm. Uh, but then also for sides, they had balsamic roasted Brussels sprouts and then raspberry or rosemary, yeah, rosemary focaccia bread, um, which I didn't get any of the bread because I had already loaded up my plate with mac and cheese, pizza, hot chicken, Brussels sprouts, everything else. I should have gotten the bread. It sounds good. Uh, the Brussels sprouts were fine. I like my sprouts a little bit more roasted. I like them kind of charred to a crisp so you mm-hmm. don't taste vegetable and you just taste like burnt and whatever <laughs> they've been like marinated or roasted in. Um, but these were fine. 
Then we had the treats. Yeah, the treats, um, again, like everything else, all you can eat, all you care to enjoy, however you want to talk about it. Uh, scrolling through trying to find the menu for this, but they do have gelato, which gelato, I think there was like four different flavors because there was mint chocolate chip, which I got. Caramel, vanilla, and I want to say, there was one more. Oh, uh, strawberry. Strawberry. Um, and then for treats, they actually have a couple different ones. They have a... Like little mini pumpkin pie. Very uh, good. Chocolate chip, chocolate dipped macarons. Not good. Which, but they were fine. They tasted like macarons. And then a uh, little ghost looking guy cake pops, which were red velvet. It was so good. Which those were delicious. I absolutely, absolutely love that. Um, but for, again, $54 for just the buffet, I think would be a good price. Because we would spend more than that for less food. When we hit up the booths. Mm-hmm. And the fact that this is all you can eat, go back, get more of whatever you like. Um, I think definitely worth it just for like a dining experience alone. Mm-hmm. You also get a cup so you can go up to the Coca-Cola freestyle machines that they have there. They do have three different like special Halloween drinks that you can only get at the machines. I cannot tell you what any of them well, were. Because <laughs> they all just tasted like soda. Like it's all just sweet. Um, um, I will say, yeah. like, basically the portions that were served to us were what we would get at a booth anyway, like, yeah. for spending $10 each. So, if you count it that way, you had four booth portions, plus a drink that you don't get at a booth, because included, for $55. Yeah, not, not bad. And then... The real reason you're also probably going to this is for the actual scare actors that are going to be there harassing you through your meal. And I don't mean <laughs> harassing in a bad way. Not in a, like, hey, I'm trying to eat here, but like, they're coming up and they're threatening you. They're trying to like interact with you as much mm-hmm. as possible. Because um, a lot of the scare actors actually, they don't speak to you. They don't, no. Um, so there's a lot of miming. There's a lot of like nonverbal interaction, which is fine. Um, One of my favorites was the trick-or-treater from Sweet Revenge. That was... She loved you. Yeah, she kept harassing me and, like, threatening me. (laughs) She was so cute. And she was ready. Like, as soon as we sat down, like, she came up to us and was, like, showing off her bat. And then, like, miming that she was going to beat you up with it. And then she wanted candy. And it was so good. She was amazing. It's a lot of fun. Uh, We also had... There's two different uh, coven witches from Spirits of the Coven that came by. Because, again, they do switch out scare actors probably about, like, halfway through your mealtime. Because this is reservations only. You're allotted a time. And I think they might have the same rules as the actual scare actors that are in the houses. Where after 45 minutes, they switch out with somebody else. um, And then they start their break. And then they switch out 45 minutes after that. Um, Coven witches, again, coming through. They've got their knives they're ready. They're ready. They're threatening you. Um, Surprise highlight of the night. Yeah. The storyteller, the mask maker from Fiesta de Chupacabras. Yeah, this is the the verbal uh, scare actor that comes around. And I love the fact that everyone else, they kind of, they walk by your table. Great interactions, but uh, Rosalia 
actually sits down at the table yeah. <laughs> and starts like talking to you, which mm-hmm. I think uh, you have a lot more to say about this one than I did because <laughs> I was kind of cut out of the conversation. Oh, no. Uh, I started speaking Spanish because I don't know if you know the story for Fiesta Chupacabras, but it's basically a bunch of tourists that visit this Latin American village and the tourists become the sacrifice. They need your blood. Um, so I was kind of hoping that with Spanish, like, we'd be like, hey, we're, like, I'm not completely a tourist up in here. You can spare me. And she talked back to me in Spanish. We had a lovely conversation where she was like, oh, those are just silly rumors. She gave me a hug after I mentioned that it was the Fiesta de Chupacabras. I had a lovely time with Leah. Like, she was awesome. Yeah, I, even just, like, sitting on the sidelines for that one. It it was a fun experience to watch. <clears throat> and then when she actually started like speaking to me in English about like, hey, are you going to the festival? I was like, no, like I hear bad things happen there. And she's like, why? What do you hear? It's like, well, tourists go in and then they don't come up. And then she's like, no, they just go to the after party. party. <laughs> which I thought was a lot of fun. Um, and then again, we did have our photo opportunities with Michael Myers, who has his own little corner that he's kind of just pacing back and forth in, uh, right next to the drink machine. So when you're going to go to get your Coke freestyle, like if he's not taking pictures with someone else, he'll kind of like walk over and just stand there and stare at you. Uh, or like he'll slowly raise the knife as you're walking past. No, Michael, no. Uh, and then on the other side of the restaurant, the mummy has his own little alcove, which is completely, uh, set dress to look like a tomb which is stunning it's you can actually interact a little bit more with the mummy than michael myers because michael myers has to just be the shape like he has to just be looming there threatening Mm -hmm. but the mummy kind of plays a little bit more like you got you get to actually talk to him and he'll again non-verbally but he'll interact back so i wasn't gonna take your amulet (laughs) uh ultimately what do you think about the character dining. So I've never done a um, character dining over at Disney, but I'm assuming it's the same thing where kind of like the food is good, not not like knock your socks off amazing, uh, but you're really paying for the experience of taking a picture with these uh, characters, interacting with them, because for the most part, other than the, the uh, Sweet Revenge character... They're all inside the houses, so you wouldn't be able to take a picture of them. You wouldn't be able to interact with them because, you know, there's no videos or photographs in the houses. So this is your only chance to take a picture with one of the coven uh, witches or Michael Myers or the mummy. Like, this is your only shot. So for that, I think it's a great value because, again, we got two free photos. Um, Food was was good. Yeah, the food's fine. I think we both agreed the cake pop was, like, the best thing that we ate. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of sad that the actual meal itself wasn't more elevated. I will say Disney buffets tend to be better. We'll do one of those at some point in the near future, just so you can kind of compare and contrast. But I think, ultimately, like, everything that we had was good. Like, I didn't actively dislike anything that was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was... It's... It sounds bad to say it this way. It was all serviceable. Like, it all yeah. <laughs> it all tasted like it was supposed to. It was all stuff that I was able to eat. And it was there to accompany the experience. And I think I... next year, like, I, I do both of these again. I do the tour. I do the Scare Actor Dining. Would you do all 
all the options for the tour. Oh, yeah. Like, the experience that we had going through it, I absolutely loved. And I would like to see more stuff. Um, when we were wrapping up the tour and we were actually heading back to the the meeting point to kind of all go our separate ways, it was kind of one of those, like, hey, do you guys have questions about anything else, any of the other houses that we didn't go through? And just some of the little like details that we got from those other houses that we didn't get to go through. Um, yeah, I would I would want to see more of that. Even even though uh, Dead Man's Pier wasn't part of our tour, that's actually how you go into Fiesta de Chupacabra. So we got to go in through the facade and take pictures and hang out there. And just like that 15 minutes that we were in that room, I was like, I mean, the rest of the house is right there. We could just <laughs> start going through it, right? Um, but yeah, I would definitely want to see you the rest of that also as a side note this is really quick um if you're trying to do uh halloween horror nights from now until the end try doing um stay and scream yeah because we after we had finished up our scare actor dining our scare actor dining time was 5 15 but they let us in a little bit early mm-hmm. um we literally sat there and ate had all of the food on the menu pretty much except for like the couple things that we didn't Got our pictures taken, interacted with the characters. We were done and out by 6 o'clock, which is right when they start doing all the stare and scream stuff. Mm-hmm. Stay and scream, not stare and scream. Um, <laughs> uh, but in that time, for the next hour, we did four houses. We started off at Dead, Dead Man's. Man's Pier. Then we walked across the park, did Bugs. As soon as we got out of Bugs, they were letting you basically just cut the line to go into Descendants of Destruction because there was literally no wait. We did that one. And then we headed back to do Legends Collide. So it's not even like we did a good circuit. Like We were kind of just like jumping back and forth between stuff. Mm-hmm. In one hour, we got four houses done. And if I wasn't a sleepy boy from being up all day <laughs> and, like, and sore and tired... We probably could have done a couple more houses before they started to let everybody else in for the actual night. Because mm-hmm. when we left, it was a little bit after 7, and the swarm of people that were heading in through security and pulling into the parking ramp was astounding being, you know, the Friday before Halloween, pretty much. Yeah, no. <clears throat> so definitely, if you want to do a lot of houses, that's probably the way to go. What's another thing people can do? What's another thing that people can do? Well, they can uh, rate and review us on their podcasting <laughs> venue of choice. Uh, Email us at... Bangboardcast at gmail.com. Because uh, you don't have a separate <laughs> one for us. Yep. <laughs> hey, why have multiple emails? One's, one's all you need. Uh, and then follow us on any of our social media pages. We... Always will put up pictures or uh, reels about what we're doing that night so you can follow along. Uh, come with us. If you can't come down here, hey, we'd still love to have you follow. 